Audio morning brief for the U.S. stock market. It is 7.18 a.m. Eastern Time, March 1st. Let's start with the very short term. Uh, as so long as the stock market does not trade below, say, if I can pull up the number here, uh, 5058.35 or the lows on February 28th, uh, February 27th, then I'm assuming there's more upside than downside. But if it does trade below those levels, we do have to consider they want to run it back towards the start of the gap at 50, 38.83, and it may take it lower still. If they do that anytime throughout March, I don't think we're going to see the stock market go below 5,000 or maybe 4970s to 5,000. Um, I just think put a big paintbrush there from 4970 to 5030. That's where the buy the dippers are going to be. Uh, so I think it stays at least above 4900 anyways. All right. Now, that's the potential downside here. And for the moment, the model is saying that as of yesterday, we, uh, it generated a new upside objective of 5127 to 5145. Okay, and that fits as stair-stepping up to objective of 5,200. That may not show up to April, but then again, it may even show up in March, even though it's due for setback in March, okay? So uh, that's the near-term objective. It's, it's been triggered. It's valid. Uh, but uh, this morning, the market's off a little bit, and I'll explain on the patterns of how things can pull back a bit. So... What I would say is use that objective uh, if, okay, so it triggered that objective when it moved above 5096.35. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is if you want to be a little more conservative and you see it going down today, you could tell yourself if it trades above yesterday's high at 5104.99, then in my opinion, that's additional evidence of those upside objectives I gave you, okay, and that it's working. All right, now, uh, let's discuss uh, some of the other indexes before uh, I go on to uh, some of the patterns here and the trends. So what we want to look for in the, uh, is the industrials, Dow Jones Industrials. If it were to trade below uh, 38,741.68 or the February 28th low, then it's going to fill more of the gap because it did fill a little of it this week, but it would fill more of it down to the bottom of the gap at 38.33.8.58. Okay, now in the meantime, however, if the market now in the next few days trades above 39.074.13, we'll have additional stair stepping upside objectives of 39.327 to 39.473, which would mean just above uh, the current high. So in other words, a record high. And that would just fit with the S&P 500 of doing stair-stepping higher, okay? And I don't see my still higher objectives there, but we'll just keep this very short term here this morning. So I've given you the upside potential, the signals for it. I've given you downside potential and the signal price levels for it. And so that's for the Dow Jones. Now, next thing we want to look at is the NASDAQ 100. And whoops, that's the wrong one. That's the futures. Let's stick with cash. All right, cash. 
if the NASDAQ 100 trades below the February 28th low, which I believe is 17840.36, consider it's going to try to fill the gap and may even go all the way down to fill the gap at uh, 17482.13, and I think that's the maximum downside. And I suspect will occur if the S&P 500 and NASDAQ pull in to fill their gaps, that just like the Dow Jones, it's only going to fill a portion of it, and then I think it's going to rally. Okay, again, I think, I think we go below that gap level, you start getting into where paint that paintbrush right across your chart, you're going to see the buy the dippers. Okay, all right. So uh, now, if the NAS, uh, like the S and P 500, the Nasdaq triggered an upside objective of 18.175 to 18.258 or so, okay? So again, a record high coming, all right? So uh, again, that's just stair-stepping. There's much higher objectives than that. And you can, uh, the 5,200 mark on the S&P 500 is gonna be a significant objective here uh, in coming weeks. And you can do a percentage basis and convert that to the NASDAQ and Dow Jones. And you could allow a little more upside in the NASDAQ uh, than for the Dow Jones and the S&P 500. All right, uh, here again, I've given you some price levels to watch for the upside. Now, yes, it's already been generated in the NASDAQ like the S&P 500, but if you want, if it does work lower this morning, and if you're wondering, that, is that target really going to work? Then if it trades back above yesterday's high at 18000 and 68.52, I think you have to consider it's probably going to work. And then, of course, you can use the high on February 23rd, 18,091.62, as yet evidence is probably going to work for that next level, that stair step higher for the objective. Now, let's talk about patterns. Level four is an intra-week to intraday kind of swing. It's the pops and drops day after day during a week. Um, the model is suggesting, yes, we do have to look for a top sometime today. It can turn down today on into Monday. It could stay up all day today and then just be down some on Monday. Okay, so it's a little bit of, it always has a little bit of a wide range to top out or bottom. But it was a nice run yesterday. People were very pleased. They're very excited. We're seeing more people calling this the 1990s and the 1920s, okay? And Ray Dalio came out. If you can look up billionaire Ray Dalio's research, some of the things he sends out on LinkedIn and emails and Twitter, um, he uh, normally, for the past several months, has just talked about his principles. Uh, he did talk about late last year where he was concerned some kind of blowout and problem here, and he is looking for problems, but he admits it may be years from now. Uh, so at any rate, he did finally put out something on the stock market, and it's very well done. It's very nice studies. It shows charts with in indicators he's developed to look for a bubble. And he's now saying, we're, just, we're not that bubbly right now. Okay, so he's saying, yeah, maybe something can go wrong, but it looks like you want to favor the bullish side of things for a while, get things a little more higher price when we can revisit the bubble idea, okay? Now, uh, interesting thing I noticed, though, he was comparing 1990s and 1920s. So this stuff is becoming very popular and rapidly so. And I think I've been on top of it here. And I'm now calling we're in the roaring 20s and the stomping 1990s. We're stomping around doing a dance, this and that, okay? 
And But it looks like to me his 1920s and maybe even 1990s, those indicators sometimes were in bubble territory, warning of a coming problem, but they were that way for a couple of years. So I think Dalio may be looking for a problem over the next few years here to develop, whereas I'm saying I think this economy and stock market will grow to about 2028 20, on into 2030 or so, and then we'll look for that problem, all right? Um, so I think, that, and if you look at 1990s, how long it lasts, if you looked at 1920s, you can just see if you got caught up in that bubble idea, you could have missed out of a lot of upside, okay? It went on for a long time. So I don't particularly care for some of, that, some of that stuff, but it is interesting, it's fascinating, and I'm appreciative that Dalio shared some of that work. All right, so where are we going for, say, the next month? Well, the market, I think, is going higher for early March, and then it's going to set back uh, around by February 20th for the Fed Reserve, and then it's going higher April, May, June, July, would setbacks along the way. Okay, so we got to stay focused, bullish for this year, bullish for most of this decade. We got to be bullish into that April, May, June, July. Okay, and uh, so to me, this March is just kind of a hesitation, is all it's turning out to be, even though we're due for the most significant. Uh, sell signal during the year, and I think it's already been seen, and it's not, or, and it's not working well enough, and we're due for a related bottom in March. That's supposed to be the more important kind of bottom for the year. Uh, I just don't think the downside is there. I don't think the S and P five hundred is going much below five thousand at all, um, and and I just think the market really wants to get to fifty two hundred and perhaps as soon as possible. So once an era is up in early March, pull back for the Fed. Then perhaps even all the way back up before we even get to the end of the March, and then it's up in April. Okay. Another scenario, however, is they sell it early March, bounce it maybe by mid-March, sell it again into March 20th or so, and may not bounce that well by the end of the month. And we don't know. In other words, it gives us two bottoms, and we don't know for sure which bottom is going to be the lowest price. There's too many variables there that can work. Both of those scenarios, or even three scenarios, show there's still a chance of very limited downside. Uh, I just, I'm filtering this out. I'm not interested in selling for it personally. If you are, I'll do my best to find these tops and bottoms for you. And you may, and this may be a top to sell now. They're going to start the early March decline scenario. But I'm more inclined there's higher prices coming next week. And I can be off the mark here and it can get sloppy and difficult for us during the month of March only to learn it really wasn't worth doing anything about it. Stay, you know, it just sends a message to me, stay focused on the day. It's going to be higher in April, May. So if you are selling, you got to be quick and nimble and accept the fact you might have to buy it back at a higher price. But sometimes selling a little and then if it's down some gives you a chance to buy some a little bit lower price. It also makes you feel better that you did something about it. You worked with it. So I'll help you the best I can. But as of today, I don't have any signal here why we'd want to do any kind of selling here other than very fast trading, uh, just gaming, playing games. Okay. Um, I think there's more upside to come. Now, uh, over in the uh, uh, um, bond side, 
I think there's a little more downside uh, coming in interest rates, and I was nervous yesterday they were going to bounce it on me and was wondering if that would bother the market. Well, it does act a little buoyant, and this morning it came pretty close to my objective about 4.216, and this is futures-based, and then I have 4.20, and then I have about 4.187 or something like that. So I'm not looking for much of a decline in interest rates, and it can go up or down throughout the month of March, but I think they'll be going down in April, May. Uh, but I don't think they're going down huge amounts. I don't think there's a lot to do here in the bond market. Uh, the stock market is where it's at, and it's always more profitable in bonds, in my opinion. But um, so I'm thinking if it doesn't do too much, it's quite possible the stock market won't pay much attention to interest rates. It's just going to focus on the economy. And the news on the economy is looking good, looking great. And uh, the money's there. Uh, more studies of where this money's all available to come in the stock market. There's more buying to do. And people looking at those analogs of 1990s and 1920s, they're likely saying this thing can go up all year long. I think we're in 1995 when it went up all year long. And we I remember uh, doing business more on the commodity side there. And I remember everybody was worried about higher inflation. And now looking back at what the stock market did, it paid no attention to those worries of higher inflation. It was all talk and it just kept marching higher anyways. Okay. Um, now, uh, 1924 to 25, it's difficult to say where we are in that period, but it was basically up for most or all of a year. So there's good potential there. So again, wel welcome to the Roaring Twenties and welcome to uh, the Stomping 1990s. And we're going to have good productivity. This AI story is really more like a 1920s story. But I think the 1990s makes more sense to people because it was about the Internet. It's, it's more like modern technology and more like what we're doing with the AI. So they're probably going to watch that more than 1920s. But on the productivity side, on the actual businesses of what they're doing, this is really more like the 1920s. So let's enjoy it and let's try to make all we can make. Have a great weekend. And again, don't be surprised they slipped the market today and maybe we'll learn they slip it into next week. That NASDAQ is still showing a chance of slipping in the next week, whereas the S&P 500 and Dow Jones should be all set to move up. And I suppose if it doesn't move up all that much, that could allow the NASDAQ to slip a little bit, but I still don't see anything significant. I'm, I'm kind of thinking the more significant downside is probably going to be later in March towards the Federal Reserve. And if we can get this all the way to 5,200 during March, we may see it only drop to 5,100. And would and I'd be even thinking even more that it's not going below 5,000. Okay, So a little bit of snoppiness uh, for... Uh, this month here. Seasonal people, they were looking for a uh, decline from February and March, but they thought the largest decline would be late February. Now I'm wondering, are they flipping and going to say we're going to get all of that decline in March? Uh, it doesn't seem to be that way. I think they're backing away, backing off, and they're more focused on the idea the seasonals, uh, another seasonal from October is up into May to August or July. And they're looking at pre-election year seasonals when it was up all year long. So I think they're trying to stay focused more on it. Now, I also heard some stories. The breadth looks pretty good. The percent stocks over the 200-day average improved this week after all. I think that looks pretty good. 
and they were talking about some of the 52-week highs that people aren't talking enough about it. They keep complaining that there's only a handful of stocks going up and pushing this stock market higher. They've been doing this for years, and they're still complaining about it maybe more than ever right now. And yet some people on Wall Street pointed out, if you look at 52-week highs, and if you look at that uh, equal-weighted S&P 500 index, it's improving. And so it's suggesting that, no, really, a lot of the stocks in the market are moving up, okay? It's just that those high flyers were moving up faster and more. They did to get hit here a little bit and a little bit of profit-taking. But overall, listening to some people yesterday and some people I haven't even heard from, but just, you know, entertaining what were they talking about, considering what they're talking about, I would say people are getting more bold up all the time, more optimistic here. I think we got this one. Let's stick with it. Have a great weekend. Past results are not in the same decade of future results. Have a great day. Thank you.